Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Nathan. Aww. Happy birthday to you. This is Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. Journal Talk is part of Write for Life, a red resource for journaling with passion, clarity, and purpose. You can reach us on our website at www.writeforlife.us. That's www.w-r-i-t-e, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. And now, Here's the host of Journal Talk and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach Nathan Oren. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren, and as you probably guessed, I just finished celebrating another birthday. (laughs) So I celebrated by going over to dinner at a friend's house. Kathy Lynch invited me over, and uh, we had a great time. She cooked some dinner for me, and we enjoyed great conversation. We get together from time to time, and we talk about all subjects, large and small, uh, simple and profound. And the conversation was just so stimulating. We decided to turn on the tape recorder and capture some of the things that we were talking about. So please enjoy this. This uh, Today's episode is really a combination of different excerpts from from that birthday conversation. My friend Kathy Lynch is actually more than just a friend. She's a participant in my journaling courses, and she's in the course that we're doing right now, the Passion, Clarity, and Purpose course. And she also has her own business. She's an accountant here in the Santa Barbara area. Uh, so she has definitely that very left brain, you know, liking things to be order and neat. But she also enjoys a a bunch of right brain activities. She's uh, involved in a concert choir and a gospel choir. She loves to cook. She loves to sing. She loves to uh, get out in nature. And so we have a lot of things in common. And probably that's why our conversations are so rich. So I'll be back in just a few moments. But please enjoy the dinner conversation. This first segment talks a little bit about how we met and gives you a little flavor of how we can get kind of silly sometimes. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to Journal Talk. Hi, Nathan. (laughs) It's great to be here with you. Yes, great to be here. I wanted to share with the listeners just a little bit about our friendship and how I think a two-way street with mm-hmm. journaling between mm-hmm. you and me. I think I've influenced you and helped you, but you've definitely influenced and helped me as well. Thank you. wanted to start with how we got started. Do you remember when we were in the wisdom course and we were talking about journaling and I was sharing what I was up to and you... Oh, well, I had my computer with me and I had created a spreadsheet on Excel. Years ago. Right. And I have 365 rows for each day of the year. And (laughs) well, I don't remember to journal every day, but when I would remember, I'd go and jot down the things that were very important to me that day Mm -hmm. and kind of the feeling I had and I put colors in or different 
fonts. Mm -hmm. And then I could go back and refer to it because it helps me remember what happened in the day, in the year, in the month, that kind of thing. I thought it was amazing. And and you had tabs at the bottom, like for every year. Yeah. And I thought, wow, only an accountant would put together a journal on a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, it's actually very expedient for me because I'm in there anyway, and I could just pop over there and just like write something. And I like to write down my dreams or write down what I'm feeling. And then I'll pop over to what else I was doing. So it kind of worked. Yes, very nice. And and so each entry was in sort of one cell. It was, yes. So and the I, cell could be very, very long. Right. And some cells were very short. Exactly. And some cells, like you said, were empty. But you knew on this grid what day, what month, what year. Yeah. <laughs> and I, have, I would wrap text in the cell. And then in the next column over, I wanted to specify dreams. So after that, we got started with Julia Cameron course, and I had shared with you how Julia Cameron made such an impact with me and introduced you to her Artist Way book, and you immediately went out and got all her accoutrements. I did. Yeah, because I'd always wanted to read that book, and I never, I'd heard about it back in the 80s. I'd never read it. And we did it together. How That's long right. ago was that? That was. <laughs> she looks at her journal. <laughs> November 30th, 2012. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. Thank you for being such an ideal student. So you did your readings and you did your writings and you shared on our conference calls and you were a very inspirational force and you came up with some really good ideas for the group, too. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I just basically tried to show up and shut up or contribute or yeah it was great it was, yeah. i really got yeah. a lot out of it yeah thank you one of the things that i really enjoy about doing this podcast is i'm starting to meet a lot of new people that have different styles and different ways of thinking about journal writing in some of the episodes coming soon, we'll hear from Juliet Platt in the UK, who wrote a book called The Journal Writer's Handbook, and she equates the journey of self-discovery to a sea voyage. And I really like some of the analogies that she uses and some of the writing prompts and exercises that she has in that book. So we'll highlight that coming soon. Also, I had a great conversation with the digital journaling guru, Samuel Lytle, and he has the website easyjournaling.com. Many of you may, may remember him from the journaling expo we had at the beginning of the year, and he provides some really great tips and insight as well. In this next segment, over my birthday dinner, Kathy Lynch and I are talking about some of the ways that this whole effort to help people get the most out of their journal writing is influenced by some pretty sound scientific experiments. You're listening to Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. Journal Talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources, information, and inspiration about all things journaling. And now, back to Journal Talk. Somewhere in this process, the tide started to shift, and I was starting to hear more about you would share, hey, Nathan, guess what? I found this thing on journaling, yeah. and I would, you know, 
be curious to hear about it. And tell us about the book that you found on your shelf. Well, I had cut out an article in probably the Santa Barbara News Press, but it was called Writing Your Way Through Trauma. And it was about a book called Writing to Heal by James Pennebaker. So I cut the article out of the paper and I bought the book. Mm -hmm. And through my different moves and my different, like, cleaning out and simplifying my life, this had survived all those. Through all the different reorganizations of your closets and bookshelves. Right. And so I was going through this one cabinet and I found this book and I thought, oh, Nathan, you should see this. This is fabulous because it's really a scientific, this um, James Pennebaker, who's a PhD, did scientific experiments with journaling. And I knew you'd be really excited. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I've been telling people erroneously that there aren't a whole lot of studies actually done about it. My ignorance, I suppose. I've looked and I've, you know, done very cursory Google searches and stuff. And yeah. all the all the research and stuff, it seems very flimsy. Like, well, we put three people in a room and the people that wrote, you know, they feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't exactly it's not really yeah. scientific. So in speeches that I've given and in presentations I've made about journaling and talking to people, I've just said, you know, there's not a whole lot of research, but the few documented studies that we do have are very powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, I just sort of said it like that. But this guy, this guy, he's a very, very good writer. That's what really I loved about this. But let's see, he wrote this book in, well, it says copyright 2004. And he talks about, how to heal trauma through journaling, and he does scientific experiments with it. But his writing about it is very, and he has graphs and different things like that. And then he has pages in the book yeah. for you to write. But it's very. And very the thrust hard. of his thing is that you write for 20 minutes a day for four consecutive days about a very specific, deep emotional experience. Whatever that may be. Whatever it might be for right. you. And if and if it's too much, back off. Don't exactly. worry. But. People who write that down, and then there's questions, and there's very meticulous parameters, and, you know, you've got the blind control group, mm -hmm. and you've got, you know, all this stuff, and he writes about how he, all this data has been compiled, and, mm -hmm. it, and it really is the first time I've really seen somebody take journaling into that level of scientific study. Right. And it's just amazing that he comes out with all the same stuff that the people who say, yeah, three people in a room and they feel better. But this gives it like some reason why. It's, Absolutely. It, you come up with the same conclusion, but when you see all the numbers crunch together, mm -hmm. it really is something amazing. And so my whole relationship to journaling, now I'm realizing, wow, there's actually some hard science behind all this. There wow. Is. There is. It's exciting. It is exciting. Almost justifies all the passion I have about the subject. Yeah, I think you knew inside, and this is this is acknowledging that. But yeah, yeah. It's a very good book, and come to find out, I paid twenty dollars for this, and it's okay. now two hundred dollars <laughs> on Amazon. I couldn't believe that. I wanted to get a copy of the book. This sounds fantastic. I'm going to read it on the plane on my next trip. Right, and. We go, on his iPhone. <laughs> we 
we start looking it up and we go to eBay, we go to Amazon and oh my gosh, it's like $250. Where did you get this? Why is it so expensive? Amazing. And I still don't know why. I'm going to have to ask him if yes, he knows why. you contacted him. Yes, yes. He's awesome. Hopefully he'll be a guest here on Journal Talk. I'm sure he will. I'm counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was one one interesting turning point and then the second scientifically speaking and then the next one was when i came to your house that night right and we had a nice dinner and we were talking journaling and you said oh i've got this program i taped yeah tell us about that well it was something i taught it was on nova science on i think pbs station and i had taped it i'd recorded it and the other day i was working around the house and i put that on and all of a sudden this whole section comes on about journaling and how they've tested it and how it helps people to not choke in important moments like in athletic events or test, uh, school tests, SATs, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I had to call you up right away. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, come check this out. And yeah. it was a, it was an one hour special on the brain and how the brain functions right. and specifically like the frontal cortex being overridden, like where all of our decisions get made being overridden by emotions. powerful emotions. Right. And the amygdala, when the amygdala gets triggered and overrides your clear thinking. Exactly. And this woman was showing how in her research of this and her trying to understand. Well, yeah, because she was training for the Olympics. And when the the scout was there to watch her, she choked. She was a goalie for soccer and she choked. It actually defined her life because she went into this cognitive science career and she's studied this and has found out that it relieves that one part of your brain from the overload it's like a computer that has too many programs open and when you journal you offload that and clear out and you're able to actually focus on what is the most important to you at the moment yeah yeah Yeah. it was beautiful that was beautiful yeah yes it was really excellent and they did those scientific experiments where they had a control group and another group of college students and they had one group journal about what they were feeling before they took the test and they just said things like oh i'm really i'm really scared about this test i i i don't know if i've studied enough you know my parents are going to kill me if i don't get a good grade anything that came to their mind right. in their and hand breathe the one of one says you know after they had expressed their anxiety they go into, well, I'm just reminding myself to breathe That's right now true. and and what they were going to do to, like, prepare. Because they're, they're writing this when? Right before they take the test. Yes. And they found out after the tests were taken that the control group got almost a whole grade higher. It went from a B- minus to a B plus. That was amazing. It was amazing. And they really said that it was a silver bullet for kids to show themselves and show the world how smart they are when they need it the most. Yeah. And that's yeah. what journaling helped them to do. Yes. Testing. I'm just so glad that it just seems like science is taking a hand in what I've always known to be true for me personally, right. and I wanted to share it with people. It's like now I have something to sort of lean on to say, look, see? Scientifically. Yeah, the doctors say it's true, so. Right, and that's what I loved about you uh, creating this course, and this is your passion. What it did for me is it renewed in me the focus on journaling because I can see now that it actually does 
create positive results in my life. Mm. And I felt that, but it's funny how science helps acknowledge that and reaffirm mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. So you did that for me as you refreshed my relationship with journaling and the positive effects in my life. Nice. So that's you. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're listening to Journal Talk, and I'm Nathan Oren. I'm having dinner with Kathy Lynch, a good friend of mine in Santa Barbara, who fixed dinner for me, and we had great conversations, so I wanted to let you all in on it. If you'd like to reach me, the best way is probably through email. My email address is writeforlifecoach at gmail.com. That's writeforlife, W-R-I-T-E, the number four, Life, L-I-F-E, coach, C-O-A-C-H, at gmail.com. And in this next segment, Kathy and I continue in our silly and fun conversation, but we don't stop at silly and fun. We really visit the, the deep and the profound from time to time, and we really discuss post-traumatic syndrome and and the uh, stress disorder that's associated with that. We uh, discuss a little bit more about the NOVA program that we watched and the book James Pennebaker wrote, Writing to Heal. So please enjoy this last segment and learn a little bit about the ideas that we came up with when we learned that science really has a lot to say about the power of journaling. Share with the listeners some of the ideas that have come out of this. Well, a lot because of the NOVA program, NOVA Science program, and this James Pennebaker journal on writing to heal. Mm -hmm. It seems like it would be a wonderful thing to help the veterans that come back from Afghanistan, even still Vietnam and Iraq with the post-traumatic stress syndrome Mm -hmm. and helping them to journal and to really get their lives back to peace and to functionality and focus through journaling. I Mm -hmm. think it's just amazing. Yeah. Really positive. It could be easily one of the methods of world peace. Oh, wow. (laughs) When you say it like that, it's like, oh oh my goodness, that would be fabulous to help people like that. I know it's helped me, but... Anybody have any ideas? Yeah, anybody have any ideas? Some programs we can put together. Gonna... We'd love to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder. It's almost like bottled stress mm-hmm. that comes right. out, manifests in a lot of different ways. It affects people's thinking. It affects the way that they... Their behavior. Yes. And unexplained changes in their personality even because right. because they're overloaded this. just what we heard on the nova program it's like that section of your brain gets overloaded with emotion and if you have a practice of add a monologue into dialogue into your journal mm-hmm. you know you relieve that overload on that part of your brain and you can actually be more appropriate when you need to be mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. and have a functioning life which yeah. is it helps to decompress like an experience like being at war and mm-hmm. seeing bombs go off mm. and people dying and just and or just any any everyday circumstance that might happen at war right. is such an overwhelming sensory experience, emotional experience. Mm-hmm. It's hard to process it and yeah. you don't have time to it's even thought you've got to do the next thing. Right. You're, yeah. you're in the you're next moment. Doing, right. So so so, so taking the time to 
thread all that out and piece it together in yeah. in a way that makes sense that you can organize it right like it just it just probably takes forever well the thing about journaling that i really like for myself is that i can write in this journal and i've gotten to a point where i do, i don't judge what i'm writing or what i'm saying cuz i know this journal experiences like my best friend listening to me and they're just there listening and you know, for maybe somebody with post-traumatic stress, maybe they've actually never really told somebody because they don't want to burden the other person or whatever it is. You know, they could just pour it out and write and write and write. And you never know something really creative might come out of it. it at the best also is that they relieve themselves of this uh, angst. Yeah. And that they can just go about their day. Yeah. And yeah. have a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question I ask, and since you have now done both, typing and right. handwriting, how would you uh, weigh in on this debate? Well, handwriting itself is a very interesting phenomenon. And I've heard this quote about trust your handwriting. Mm -hmm. And handwriting is very different. And I don't censor my handwriting. Sometimes it's very neat and precise. And sometimes it's very big. I really prefer to read my writing typed. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I'm that accountant type, you know, I like to think. Order and. Yeah. yeah, and when I'm composing this letter, I like it to be typed. But I feel much more creative when I write. And I haven't really gone back and read things that I've written in the past year or so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you're saying it doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't. That they each have their own purpose. That is what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting from what you said. <laughs> The next class coming up, starting in July, mm -hmm. you spoke about dream journaling. Right. It's going to be a six-week course on dream journaling mm -hmm. and getting in touch with your dreams. And it's meant for three different audiences all at one time. Wow. So there are people who don't really even think that they dream, and I'm inviting them to the course. That's awesome. Because I really believe that taking a six-week course about dreams will help them get in touch with the fact that I really think everybody dreams. Everybody dreams across all cultures. Yes. It's very true. And they just don't realize it because some chemical process, once you wake up in the morning, the part of the brain that was on is shut off and the part of the brain that was off shuts on and you're in a different mode. You're paying attention to all the sensory experience in that moment you know, of yeah. the day and you, you forget. But the, the, all those dreams happen and it's really great to not just... Uh, remember the dreams, but what you, can you learn from them? Mm -hmm. And so the, the second and the third groups of people are people who dream, but they want to get tap into the, maybe the meaning behind it, you know, what, what they can learn from it, right. or even just playing with the dream. The third group yeah. of people are people who want to, and I'll spend the last two weeks of the course talking about lucid dreaming mm. and how you could actually manipulate control mm -hmm. your dreams right. inside your dream while you're asleep so being aware that that's a dream yes. and creating whatever dream you want yeah yeah Well, that about wraps it up for episode four of Journal Talk. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and support, and I hope you got something out of it. Would you let me know if you got anything out of this episode? Please email me at writeforlifecoach at gmail.com. We discussed a great conversation over my birthday dinner. Thank you for sharing it with me, with Kathy Lynch, learning about different methods of of keeping a journal, but also some of the scientific backing behind what makes it so powerful. 
And I'm glad that we also got a chance to talk about some future stuff. My course coming up in July about dream journaling. Please inquire about that if you're interested in signing up or looking at the course materials. This concludes episode four, and I will leave you now with one final segment. This is sort of a silly segment of conversation from that same evening with Kathy Lynch. And I will see you again in two weeks from now with episode five of Journal Talk. Thanks, everybody. You're saying something, even when you're not journaling. Well, if I if I'm driving or something and I can't actually pick up a pencil and paper at that moment, uh-huh. I go into as if I'm journaling, and so I my mind goes as if I was writing, you know, like the, the thought process and the. It, And I've found that I actually can sort through the issue that I'm having very, very effectively. Wow. Yeah. So you mind journal. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. It's like virtual journaling. (laughs) Love that. That'll be the title of the episode. (laughs) Mind journaling with Kathy Lynch. But it's the same process because I've journaled so much. It's exactly the same process as if I'm writing it. Wow. I don't filter my thoughts and I write it down and I just let it run. And well, then. While you're getting on the 101. <laughs> I let it run on the 101. <laughs> and the 405. And the 405, where you need to journal there. And the 118. <laughs> like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But it actually has really got me to a non-charged point on some issues that I was having. And that's actually what the NOAA program said, was that it relieves that part of your brain. Of the- <laughs>